0: Welcome back to the Moms That Lead podcast. This is episode 39, and boy, do we have a special one for you today. Since the beginning of the year, we have been doing a series on leadership skills that moms rock, but we haven't talked much about how to use those skills to help each other rise. But that's what today's all about. Today's guests embarked on a mission a year ago on International Women's Day to ensure that no female leader felt like she was on an island. In their recently released book, Upward, Leadership Lessons for Women on the Rise, they bring together the stories of over 20 women, diverse in every way, to bring companionship and learning to leaders everywhere. Bridget McGowan-Hawkins and Simone Morris are truly incredible women. And not only that, they've brought together the stories of over 20 other incredible women leaders. Bridget is an award-winning author, an award-winning international professional speaker, Forbes Coaches Council contributor, an entrepreneur online magazine contributor, the founder and owner of BMC Talks Press, an independent publishing company, and the founder and owner of BMC Talks Academy, where she helps professionals monetize their expertise and reach others with their voices. Simone Morris is the CEO of Simone Morris Enterprises, a certified minority and women-owned business enterprise providing leadership solutions. She is an award-winning diversity and inclusion leader. Simone spent 23 years in corporate America within the retail, consumer products, financial, pharmaceutical, and information technology industries. Today, she is a consultant, trainer, coach, and speaker committed to developing more inclusive leaders and creating authentic, inclusive cultures in organizations. So, like I said, this episode is special, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. But first, just in case you're new to Moms That Lead, let me introduce myself. Hey, are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers, and that leadership is not about position. But instead, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt. Your host and leadership mentor determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever. And I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Welcome Bridget and Simone to the Moms That Lead podcast. We're so honored to have you and I know this is a very exciting week for you. Um so excited that we got a chance to talk to you today. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about both of your journeys to where you are today and how you're currently leading in life and work. I gave a bit of a brief intro already to you to our audience, but I would love to hear it from you as well. So Bridget, if you want to kick us off.
1: Sure. Actually, I'm a a native of Texas and I grew up not knowing what in the world I was going to end up doing, right? You know, I didn't have a ton of white-collar workers in my family. Everybody was a blue-collar worker as I sit here and tick through the people in my family who were around. So I had no clue, but I knew I wanted to do something white-collar. I wanted to be a secretary or somebody who carried a cashe a- 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 case or something. I had no I went off to college attended. Prairie View, a and University of Prairie View, Texas, and went on and got my bachelor's master's degrees, went on to law school, spent some time there, figured out I want to be the next judge, and just figured out that teaching and speaking and engaging with others was my jam. And there taught for University of Phoenix online, did a lot of faculty development around the country for an educational technology company, which led me to starting my own business in 2016 as a professional speaker and launching a publishing company in 2019 and realizing all of that time, whether it was being the school secretary at United Methodist Church, Livingston, whether it was doing that, whether I was doing work at the radio station in college or was teaching or whether I was out with my team members at that ed tech company, all of those opportunities put me in a position to understand leadership role, even if I didn't have a true leadership title like I do now. So that's a little bit of, of how I got A to Z. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for that quick summary. I'm sure there's a lot more detail and steps that went into that, but that's amazing where you are today and everything that you're doing, and we'll hear a lot more about that in just a little bit too. How about you, Simone?
2: Yeah, sure. Happy to be here. And and Bridget, for the record, really does love Judge Judy. (laughs) She is not kidding. Anyway, Anyway, I'm in the Northeast, so in Connecticut, and I started out really wanting to go, I want to be a buyer. I wanted to travel the woes and it just didn't work out. When I left college, I, I couldn't get a job. And I was very disappointed, but luckily for me, I had two degrees. So I, I had a associate's degree in um, data processing at the time. And so I pivoted. That was the first, one of the first times I did a major pivot. I pivoted and I went down this journey of technology. I was a developer a trainer, a project manager, and I spent decades doing that. And I sort of burned out. So I took a sabbatical from work. And during that sabbatical, I really got interested in more professional development. So I became a life coach. And when I went back to the corporate space, I started feeling that there was a bigger calling for my life. And as a result of that, I ended up exiting years later, it took me a long time to decide and, and to really trust myself enough to step out into entrepreneurship. So I've been an entrepreneur since 2015. And it was, I will say that it was my third try at being an entrepreneur. But this seems to be the time that it's sticking. So excited to be here and to unpack this leadership conversation.
0: Well, that's great. Thank you for that. And now that you are an entrepreneur, what do you focus on?
2: Well, what I focus on is diversity, equity, and inclusion, training, consulting, and coaching. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you both for that. So as I mentioned at the beginning, you have a book coming out. It's very exciting. I guess as our audience is hearing this, it's actually already out. Um, And what an appropriate time for it to come out on International Women's Day, um, right in the middle of Women's History Month. Tell me a little bit about the story of how this all came to be and what Upward is.
1: Well, Tara, you know how moms are if something does not exist if there is a problem that needs to be solved if there is a gap in a situation we fill the gap we solve the problem we invent mm-hmm. that missing component so there are kind of two tracks to the story as to how the book upward leadership lessons for women on the rise came about first it started with a conversation i was having with a gentleman back in february of 20 20- 20, just before things got crazy, we couldn't travel anywhere, and so on and so forth. He and I, along with his wife, sat down and had breakfast in Tempe, Arizona. I live in the Phoenix, Arizona area now, and he and I were talking about the prospect of me being a keynote speaker at their 2021 conference, and it was going to be a room full of women who were leaders in various capacities, in in various positions, industries in Kansas. And As I'm listening to him, I'm trying to find what problem can I solve for these women I mean he's describing these ladies to me I'm talking about VPs and CEOs and alphabet soup this they have it going on and I'm sitting here thinking what can I bring to the table what question can I answer for them so I said listen David what is a burning question these ladies have conference after conference? What is it that is at the top of their list that just keeps them awake at night? Because I'm I'm trying to figure out how can I dig and find some kind of way to draw in this audience and have these ladies on the edges of their seats. And he tells me, Bridget, they feel like they are on islands by themselves. Mm. They are juggling family. They are juggling work. They are juggling personal lives, which is, you know, next to nothing. When you are in a leadership position, when you are a mom, sometimes you forget about that third piece of your life. He says they feel like they are all by themselves and they don't have anyone to whom they can turn with their challenges, with their fears, with their frustrations. They don't feel like they have anyone from whom they can get real advice because usually Everybody's looking at them for the answers to the questions and the solutions to the problems. And so I I sat there and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I can come up with something. I can come up with a keynote. Let me do a little bit of research. I'm researching. I'm looking. I'm looking for real (laughs) stories by real women with real challenges in leadership roles that discusses exactly how do you juggle it? From whence do you get your advice? Where do you go to voice your concerns without feeling like you're being judged, without Mm -hmm. feeling like everyone is going to question if you're really a leader because you're looking for answers from elsewhere as opposed to within. I could not find anything that fit the bill. Just weeks after that conversation with David and Tempe, Simone and I were scheduled to meet up in Las Vegas. She was going to be there on business and we both met up with our families and she and I talked about this conversation I had with David and I said, you know, Simone, let's do this. Let's ask the ladies in our network if they can answer the questions of what's your biggest challenge? How did you get where you are as a leader? That is the number one piece of advice you would give to the next generation of women leaders coming up. What what do you think? And she says, Yeah, I like it. And we just scratched the surface while we were in Vegas that weekend. And interestingly enough, it was International Women's Day. It was International Women's Day. We got little families here in Vegas of 2020. And we said, Hey, let's have it come out international women's day, 2021. Let's get to work and that's spelled W E R K let's get to work (laughs) and that was it. So
0: that's how it came about, Terry. Wow. What a story and the fact that you went from one international women's day to another one and, and now the vision is a reality. Uh, That's amazing. So in Upward, how many different women do you have telling their stories?
1: There are more than 20 women telling their stories in Upward. And they range in ages, backgrounds, they're from all over the country, all kinds of different titles, and they are absolutely amazing. So the foreword is by the... CEO of a local chamber of commerce here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And then we have chapters by just some stellar women from all around.
0: I can imagine for so many women out there, like you mentioned, feel like they're on an island because they are in that leadership role. This will just be a lifesaver for them because they can find those parts in the women's stories that they relate to. And learn from them.
1: That was important to us, Terry. Most books are written by one person, two Mm -hmm. or three at most. And for Simone, and for me, it was important that we had all kinds of voices because Simone could have easily written a book about leadership. She and I could have easily collaborated, but We did not think that was enough. The bottom line was, yes, we are definitely going to do a collaboration project where you hear, or at least you read the stories of women from all over. And the hope, the hope is that you will see yourself in one or more of these women, be it Deneen Garrett or Desiree or... Sharanya or or Kate, whomever, we're hoping that as you read their chapters, you are able to put your finger on something that she writes and say,
0: "Yeah, that's me. I get it." That makes and that, that makes me think there were so many diverse stories and perspectives. Were there any common themes that came across as you were reading the answers and and stories that different authors had? Any common themes about women in leadership that popped out? So
1: I know for me, I saw that there were women who, throughout the book, who all had challenges and felt like they weren't 100% certain that they had all of the answers, and they were fearless in finding them. They Mm. were bold, and they were tenacious in continuing to move forward. I I think that was a theme that I saw. Everyone seemed to agree that stopping or quitting was not an option Mm -hmm. at, at any point. Simone, as you think about some of the chapters or just some of the ladies that you know personally or with whom you've worked in your network,
2: what would you say might be some common themes? Yeah, I think you hit it on the the nail on the Mm -hmm. head, Bridget, when you talked about perseverance and grit. And what I liked that shun through in the book is the lens of failure to really appreciate the lessons from failing. I I think there's a a chapter around failing fast, learn from that and to keep failing. And, and, you know, for moms listening, this might be a hard thing to do. And so there's some good advice in the book about failure. What we often do not see
1: on social media is failures. And what I like in this book is you see when you hear or you read about failures, which people don't talk about very often, but then you also hear about how do you overcome them? What do you do next? What is the step that you take? What you answer? What is the, how do you, like you said, persevere and keep moving forward. And social media just comes to mind. I don't know. I, I'm always scrolling through. But I think, we, you know, as moms, we're, we're trying to find those quick answers. They're trying to find how somebody else has done something, quote unquote, the right way. And we just don't hear a lot of talk about lack of success. We, we see the smiling faces, we see the everything looks like it's uh, focused on perfection. But this book, it shows you both sides.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which can be a much more meaningful learning experience as well for for leaders to be able to peek into others failures and see how they did overcome that. So that's, that's exciting that that's included as well. What was your uh, favorite part of writing this book? You know, mine is it's like having a baby. That's how this book feels to me.
2: We're our due date is March 8. And we've been on this journey and learning about each of these different contributors, their stories, their inspiring stories. And the community, I I think for me, the connection and community that has been formed as a result of this book is just amazing. And it's really heartwarming to get to the end state and have us all celebrate the moment together in I, I'm just reminded of the emotions that were coming up for some of our contributors as they saw the finished product, you know, cause they, they're doing their piece, they're contributing their piece of the puzzle, piece of the pie. And, but then it all comes together mm-hmm. and it's beautifully packaged.
1: Mine probably was working with our editing team to come up with the titles for each lady after I, I was over the moon when I read each chapter and sat back and said, okay, what, what are we calling this one? What, what is the big message in this one? And then seeing all of these different messages, because you, you have a little bit of a, a little bit of fear with a project like this, that everyone's going to say almost the same thing. Although, you know, all of these ladies are different and Mm -hmm. they come from different backgrounds and they have different stories, but you are so scared because you're thinking, everybody's going to have that same advice of, you know, never give up and so on and so forth. But no, that wasn't (laughs) the case. Everybody's going to have this same, no, nothing (laughs) is the same. And it was so wild to read the chapters and realize every One had a totally different message, but that followed this theme of don't give up, persevere, you've got this push forward. That was my favorite part, working on those titles and putting the chapters together and and just uh, bringing it
0: to life. Do you have a few favorite titles?
1: Okay, (laughs) I'm not even kidding you, all of them. I love all of them. One is entitled Be Quiet, Be Still, Then Roar. Mm. I love that one. Ooh, I love this one by Daniel Hansen. Never stay in a place where no one sees your value. Mm. It it gets easy to stay in a position mm-hmm. on a job. And I talk a little bit about that to an extent in my section of the book. It can be easy because this pays the bills. This this keeps a roof over your head. But if they do not recognize what you bring to the table, Danielle talks about how you don't stick around if your value is not recognized. Mm-hmm. Jackie writes in her chapter, when you play small, you're not serving the world. We like to, we like to be safe, right? We, we like to be careful, We like to ask questions, then take action. I remember I had a colleague at that ed tech company. His name's Robert. He was hilarious, a total hoot. And I remember him just going out and doing something first without asking for permission. And he even told me, he was like, no, Bridget, you act act first, then ask for permission. And he had a really snazzy way of putting it a really witty way. And it was interesting as a man, he didn't even think twice. About it, and I'm not saying men do that more often than women. But here I was, a woman sitting here cringing. Robert, how could you? But we often will play small because it's safe, and it. it, I don't know. We we want to be careful that we we don't rub people the wrong way. But no, Jackie says "Mm -mm, you've got to play big, and when you play big, then you're doing the right thing and you're serving the world. And another one that makes me think about something you said at the top of the conversation, Terry. Another chapter is entitled, leadership is more than a job title. And that's actually the last chapter in the book. And I like that one so much because sometimes people feel like they have a certain job title and it doesn't make them a leader. I get burning mad when I ask someone a question. And he or she responds with, well, I'm just the receptionist. So Mm -hmm. fill in the blank. And I always stop the person and say, no one is just anything, right? (laughs) No one is just anything. So sometimes we'll let our titles, our zip codes, our, you name it, limit us. And leadership is so much more than a title. So those are some Mm -hmm. of my favorites.
0: I love those. And we're actually having some of the authors on the podcast as well. So excited to dig into their chapters even deeper with them. What do you hope this book will do for women?
2: Empower and inspire them. Uh, you know, connect to some of the mm-hmm. ladies in the book, their stories, and see that they are supported. It'd be a resource. I, I think primarily a resource on leadership that empowers women and men as well, that there are lessons that men can take from the book as well. So that's what I would say.
1: I want moms and aunts and grandmothers to give this book to their nieces and their nephews, as Simone put out there. It's not just a book for women. Give it to younger generations to let them know what's possible, to let them know they should not let anything hold them back to let them know that they are limited only by their, their thoughts and their own actions. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, we dedicate the book, uh, a generation, a younger generation of up and coming leaders, my two nieces, as well as Simone's daughter. Mm -hmm. And that's my hope is that young people also read the book and think about what is possible. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. What a wonderful mission. And from what I've heard, I I think it's going to do just that, the many different perspectives that are represented on leadership and how to overcome challenges. I, I am so excited to see what this book will do for those who read it. There's a question that we ask all of our guests on the podcast. So I'd love to get your perspective on it. What does it mean to be a mom that leads?
2: I'm pondering.
0: What does it mean? It, it means to
2: set an example. I think being a role model for your children, you know, demonstrating a key skill that's required for success. Leadership is impactful to your children. So a mom who leads leaves a legacy, and, and how they show up. When they make their way to whatever it is they want to do in their lives. I mean, that's what's coming up for me.
1: So the three L's are going to be moms who lead. Well, one, you lead. Two, you limit. And three, you lift. A mom who leads. And one of those L's, of course, is going to be leading, right? And just knowing when something needs to be done, you get it done or you delegate, right? Uh, You, you take care of everything. You, you make sure everybody's to make sure you are good and you are taken care of. So with limit, don't feel like you have to do everything back to the leading part, right? Back to the delegation part. So limit how much you do limit, how much you take on also limit, those around you, limit your children. Maybe a tablet doesn't need to be in the child's hand. I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to the listeners. Maybe a tablet doesn't belong in the child's hand <laughs> as much as it should. <laughs> Maybe the child shouldn't have as much free reign as you give him or her. Uh, and then also limit yourself in terms of how much you take on. you think. And then finally, lift. And all you do, lift those mm-hmm. around you, lift your children, lift your mates, lift your teens, they're going to remember that. I remember having a manager at that ed tech company, and it was the coolest thing in the world. I remember maybe my first week or two on the job, she was introducing me to someone, and she, it was, I think it was an email. I don't know, whatever. But I remember she used such glowing terms. And I thought she's, she's met me in, in a, on a phone interview and uh, in person for another interview. And then a third interview was on the phone. And I can't remember she had met me at that point again or not because it was a remote position. I don't think we had seen each other in person but only one time. So you know, when she's introducing me to someone via email And she is, oh, you're going to love Bridget. She's incredible and so on and so forth. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'd want to hang out with me too. But that was a, a, a common practice that she had and it grew on me as well, where anytime I'm introducing someone, I am talking about what a rock star this person is. She would always lift us up. And so that's my third L for moms who lead, always lift up others, always shine a light on everybody else around you. Because guess what? The person who ends up shining also is you. Very
0: true. I love that lead, limit, lift. That goes along with a lot of what we talk about on other episodes as well, in terms of you know making sure you're prioritizing, making sure that uh, you are developing your team, encouraging your team. And just like you said, Simone, that that leadership is about being that role model and, and finding a way to develop and, and lift others up to get back to your third L, Bridget. So thank you both for that. Those are uh, inspiring answers that I know that our audience will enjoy. So... I know you have the book that was just released. Um, Where can people get their hands on that? And then I know you both have a lot of other things going on too. So I'd love for you to share with the audience where they can find the book and where they can learn more about the other great work that you're doing.
1: Sure. So the book is available on Amazon as well as Barnes and Noble, and it is also available at theupwardbook.com theupwardbook.com. And then you can find out about my other projects and other ideas I have brewing and so on at www.connectwithb.com. Connect with B, B as in Bridget.com.
0: Excellent. And we'll make sure to put those in the show notes too. So if you're running or doing something else, don't worry about getting that down. It'll all be in the show notes. How about you, Simone? Yes,
2: you can connect with me at connectwithsimone.com. So nice and easy to
0: remember connectwithsimone.com. That is very easy to remember. That that was smart. I like that. That's right. Thank you to both of you for taking time out of your busy day to share a little bit about your journey in creating upward and to inspire us with the stories of the leaders who you have been working with and who are part of that book. Uh, It was a joy to, and I look forward to seeing the impact that this book has on so many leaders out there. Thank you so much, Terry.
2: Really appreciate this and the work that you're doing to empower and lift moms. Wonderful. Thank you, Terry.
0: It was so much fun spending some time with Simone and Bridget. And if you don't have their book yet, hopefully that's the first thing you'll do when you get to your phone or computer. Here are my takeaways from our conversation. I can only imagine that this list of takeaways will grow exponentially after we all read Upward together. Number one, perseverance is key to your leadership. When you fail, or find it difficult to continue, find a way to take that next step forward, no matter how small it is. That way may likely include finding a supportive group of women from whom you can learn. Number two, as we always say, leadership is not about position. Number three, lead, limit, lift. Number four, when you play big, then you're doing the right thing and serving the world. Take risks and find ways to be fearless and tenacious. And number five, as leading moms, no matter how we feel, we are not on an island alone. We need to find a way to connect with other moms who can support us, answer our, air quote, stupid questions, and encourage us to play big. Over the next year, we'll be building this community as part of Moms That Lead, but we need to hear from you. What do you want it to look like? What do you want to get out of it? DM us on Instagram at we Are Moms that Lead, or stay tuned to polls we share on social media and via email. Next week for our 40th episode, we've got another incredible interview that you won't want to miss. Go out there this week and support each other. And as always, until next time, lead with love.